My name is Ollie Peer, and this is Tim Warwood, and this is the Apray. Yeah, and I tell you what, it's only day two of the Olympic special. As the curling stones are wrapped up cold after another day of serious banging and the cross-country skiers scream into their pillow with leg pain from hell, serves them right really for doing that, we're back in our log cabin podcast studio to talk Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. Morning Tim, how you doing? Hey, good morning. So, I've been up all night, I'm the tiredest I've ever been. I don't want to upset you, but you do look like shit. (laughs) Oh, thanks mate. trying to align i'm trying to align to chinese time beijing are eight hours ahead so i'm having to try and align myself because obviously i'm doing live commentary on skiing and snowboarding so i have to commentate on it live and they're eight hours ahead that's how tired i am i've said that four times i'm feeling okay though and actually i think i've broken the back of it i've been up since 9 p.m. last night. It's now 7.25. I've nearly been awake for 12 hours. The plan is to get this recorded and then head home and get some sleep. So I'm keeping you up? Yeah, in a way, but that's okay. If I can do 12 till 8, then I'm aligned. I'm in then. 12 till 8 is going to be my night time. It's quite brutal. Did you actually take on any of my suggestions as to how to get into Beijing time? No, absolutely not. You have to try these things, otherwise you're just going to feel like this all the time. I mean, you should have had dinner, like, a couple of hours ago. So you should be on, like, curries and that, and then you should have breakfast tonight. So actually, I did have poached egg on salad and some toast last night, which would have been my breakfast, but felt like my dinner. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. It is weird, isn't it? It's a weird, weird setup. Who's that? What? Who's that? That's Kutcher. It's Tim Warwood. Hey! Hey! Henry Jackson, live from China. Oh, my God. Am I live on something? Yeah, you absolutely are. Wonderful. Well, we're about to do... Do you want to do an exclusive interview with me? Wait, I I think he does. Well, we're we're about to do a rehearsal here, buddy. Okay, I'll call you later. Just very quickly, (laughs) how's China? How's China? China's amazing. All right, wicked. You take care. Um, Have a nice time and we'll speak to you soon. All right, bye-bye. You didn't think we'd get China live on the phone. No. (laughs) We've just got China live on the phone and we are giving you all the top insider information. How's China? Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) That was nice. Nice of him to drop by, even though he didn't know where he was. That was good. That was Henry Jackson. Um, he is the pulse of snowboarding. He is a man who lives and breathes this sport. And if ever there's a contest to be announced, he's the man that is first on the list. And so, of course, the Olympics being the biggest of the snowboard contests, he is the first name on the list. So they, they, they've flown him out there. He failed his COVID test three times he was locked in a hotel room in china sweating that he was never going to get out he totally passed it twice you got to do two positive tests in on two consecutive days which he did and now he will be announcing the olympics um to the 400 people in the venue at the big air oh i see he does that he's like the mc the compare for the, the whole it. event yeah yeah oh yeah oh well it was nice of him to drop by our first guests of the 
the Olympic we'll season. It will get better. We will get guests as we go. Me and Tim are still... We're still finding our way, aren't we? Really. I mean, doing it every day. I mean, it's half past seven in the morning and I'm a bit hungover. I, I was out last night, so I'm kind of... <laughs> Come on, then. Where were you last night? What were you doing last night? i tell you where I was, Tim. I was in an award-winning house. So we've got some friends that live in London. I live in Dorset, and they've come down to Dorset, but they've rented a house on Airbnb. And this house that they've rented is an award-winning house. Like, it's won awards for architecture. And this thing is... What? I know. I've never seen anything like it. And I was thinking, if you've built a house that is award-winning and has won an architecture award, why are you putting it on Airbnb? Why do you not live there? (laughs) All of this effort. It made no sense to me. Do not rent that thing out to a load of yuppies from London to get drunk. Yeah, exactly. And my other half was driving, so she said, oh, you can have a drink, and I did, and then I just kind of went, you go to town, don't you, because you don't get to drink that often. So I'm coming to this completely fresh, and I feel like... New dad, absolutely. (laughs) I feel like I've probably missed quite a lot overnight. What have we missed? What's happened? What has happened? Well, hashtag spoiler alert. And I guess if you've not watched any coverage before you listen to this, you uh, you should be careful. But you have missed the passing of the crown to a new champion in women's slope style. Zoe Sadowski-Sinner is the new Olympic champion. Now, the Olympic slope style gold medals have stayed in the US of A, both men's and women's, for the past two Olympic cycles. Sinner Sadowski, uh, Sadowski-Sinner, I always get it the wrong way around. She's a Kiwi. She's ruthless. She's absolutely ruthless on a board. She came and she absolutely smashed it. Really, really brilliant women's final. The consistency was through the roof. She threw down a massive 12.60 and... It was just a brilliant, brilliant final. Well worth a catch-up again on iPlayer to catch the uh, the top 12 women in the world going toe-to-toe and battling it out. Actually, let's go back a little bit because Katie Omerod didn't obviously make the final we've had her on the podcast before was she expected to make it what was i mean how's she going to be feeling today do you reckon i think she'll be happy she'll be she'll perhaps take a little bit of time to to go away and say to herself actually do you know what i could have done a bit better i think a lot's been said about her actually just making it to the olympics after that horrific slam that she took in pyeongchang where she shattered her heel she obliterated her heel Mm. they had to cut her snowboard boot off of her shattered foot she then had an operation to stabilize it subsequently then having seven more operations to skin grafts and all kinds of muscle repair it was a really really nasty they thought she'd walk with a limp never mind snowboard again Mm. so the simple fact that she's even made it back to the start gate in that time and also on that journey to make it back to the start gate won the crystal globe which is the overall world cup winner so over the course of the season she ended up in first place she amassed the most amount of points you know she had a brilliant couple of years but I think it was a huge ask. I think she would be disappointed she didn't make the final. She could have perhaps cleaned up a run. She should have been in that top 12, but it would have been a huge ask to get a medal, that's for sure. I mean, like you say, just making it in the first place, just being able to say, I was and I am an Olympian. Yeah. And she's still quite young, yeah. isn't she? She'll have another games in it, I would have thought. Yeah, when you look at the Southern Californian hippie that is Jamie Anderson, you know, she's, what, 49 or whatever she is. She's... She's not that old. She's about 29 or 31 or something. But, you know, she's still cracking it. She's still going. And so, yeah, you would think that Katie has another Olympics for sure. On my side, because, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission to become a curling expert and learn more about curling. You've been watching the curling? I've been watching the curling. Oh, 
it's so great. I have no idea what's going on. It, I mean, it's basically it's it's just really slow darts, isn't it? Like that's basically what it is. <laughs> slow cold darts. Apart from unlike darts, they don't look like they're all about to have a heart attack and smoke and drink at the same time. They, they seem quite fit. They're quite athletic. But I noticed I was watching the TV coverage. Curling is quite slow, and they were yeah. showing the replays in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why are you doing that? But what I learned is that there's a a slightly different sliding technique. And I saw the Chinese do this. And when they slide, you know, they have like one leg out the back and then one out the front. You like doing a massive lunge, right? Yeah, it's like a plyometric lunge. Well, yeah. And this one Chinese guy, he does a cross-legged thing. So he's sort of, he's got his leg out and he brings it through cross-legged. So what I've learned is that there are different sliding methods, but I don't know what they're called. Okay, well, that's your homework for tomorrow. Is oh, yeah, yeah no, I've, got long, I've got a long time to progress. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, also another little bit of homework for you, because we're all learning vicariously through you here, which is fantastic, is can you give us some uh, a little bit of plot on the favourites? Who, who are the favourites? I know that Team GB have won a couple of medals in curling, haven't we? But who are the favourites? Because I also watched a bit of China. It was the mixed team event. It was the men and the women. And they were playing together, and it was China versus Team GB, and mm. the Chinese pushed Team GB all the way to the sixth end, whatever that means. And then I saw them do a really fast one down the middle and went, bam, and just annihilated it all. And I was like, yeah, that was sick, but I had no idea what it meant. What you've done there, Tim, is you've taken your years of commentary and uh, sporting experience, bundled it up into one big pile of poo and dumped it on me expecting me to be able to respond <laughs> with some kind of articulate answer as to who's going to who's gonna do well. That, that is my homework. In a week's time, I want to be able to say, if you go, who is who is the best curler in Liechtenstein? And I'll go, oh, yeah, no, well, that's uh, Paul <laughs> Francis House, who actually moved to Liechtenstein when he was 15 years old. He originally lived in Liverpool, and he became an expert uh, in curling for absolutely no reason whatsoever. But he, he ended up winning the World Championship three years in a row. Now, that's all bullshit. But I want to be able to say that with authority and for it to be true. So I will get there. I like that. I do like that. That is good. So what's coming up? What have people got to look forward to in uh, the next 24 hours? Well, I'm obviously almost a day ahead of you. Yes. So I've got to be careful how I how I set this up. But... There's loads to catch up on. I'll give you a little bit of technical info, if I may. Obviously, working for the BBC, I can give you the inside route. I see a lot of things on Twitter, a lot of people moaning about, why can't I watch everything? Why can't I watch all the things? It's like, bloody get a grip. Basically, Disney have bought the rights to the Olympics. They've given it to Discovery and Eurosport. So Eurosport in the UK hold all of the viewing rights. The BBC have paid, but they've only paid for two streams at any one time. So it's either BBC One or BBC Two and the red button or BBC Red Button and online. So you've got to be careful what you can watch and when you can watch it. You can certainly, for the next couple of weeks, watch the highlights online as well. But as for live sport, it's going to be on the red button. There's highlight shows. I think Amy Fuller has a highlight show on BBC Three for the youth. There's loads of ways to re-watch stuff. So I suggest that if you're just waking up or... Because obviously you're not going to be able to catch very much of it live unless you want to stay awake through the night. But definitely iPlayer and BBC Online is going to be the best way to go back and consume all that Olympic content. 
So that's your first bit of news from me. The second bit, with regards to what's coming up, well, Ollie, I know you're a big fan of freestyle skiing. Yeah, okay, what have we got today? It has kicked off today. Bit of behind-the-scenes news is Big Air. Now, this venue that they've built in Beijing in kind of this industrial zone. It's insane. It looks like something from the future. It looks like a set from Ready Player One, the Steven Spielberg movie. (laughs) They've built this insane jump that just kind of defies logic as you think, how is that even standing up? But it's all lit up with LEDs. It's going to be under the floodlights. Looks incredible. Practice went down today. There's been lots of crashes, and both men and women practicing for big air, which the qualifying takes place tomorrow. Also today, we've had the men's slope style, so the finals for men's snowboard slope style tomorrow. Really weird. Everybody just fell over. Literally everybody fell over. After the first 30 runs, we had about four guys that had put a clean run down with no mistakes. So 26 riders falling over. So yeah, men's slope style finals tomorrow alongside men's and women's ski big air qualifying big air is interesting isn't it because it is it's literally one jump right like it is yeah is it, yeah and they just hit it and they make it are they gonna make it quite disco fied so it's like a big like <laughs> event absolutely yeah they've got to you know make it because otherwise you're starting to get into the realms of aerials aren't you like it's quad corks and triple corks so you can only go upside down three times in aerials now in freestyle skiing with the baggy clothes and the you know dreadlocks and whatnot you can actually go upside down four times if you want the quad cork spins as big as 1980s 1800s that's five full rotations five and a half rotations it is disco fied for sure it's crazy i have a question for you actually on that because when i'm watching it, whatever snowboarding event it is and you're commentating on it you and ed some mad trick goes down and i'm like i'm looking at it thinking you know i have a i have a an all right understanding of snowboarding yeah and i will watch it yeah and i'll be like what the f- what the fuck is that and you you <laughs> and you and ed are like that was a 1920 uh, uh method 1920 no <laughs> And you can just count um, the rotations. You must... Do you know what they're going to do? Y- yes, you do. You kind of know. But it's been really hard this particular Olympics sitting here in Manchester in the booth because we've, we can't watch practice. There's no way for us to watch practice. Normally, you'd go, you'd be up there in the mornings watching them all, do all their training runs and you'd spot Vlad Kahadran doing his whatever or you'd spot Dusty Henriksen doing his tricks. But we've, we're not getting that opportunity. So, actually, the first time we get to see it is the same time the viewer gets to see it. So... You kind of have to go with your gut. You have to go with your instinct. If it's really fast and blurry, it's going to be above a 14.40. If it's not so blurry, then it's probably less than a 12.60. Yeah, if it's blurry, just just shot in the dark. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But I've got to hold my hands up. I get loads wrong. We do get loads wrong, and we're only human. And, and I pride myself on kind of getting it right, and it's my job to get it right, but... I think we're all human, and there's only a handful of people that can call that stuff. There's not many. You can say whatever the fuck you want, actually, really. I don't think anybody would notice. You should just start throwing in some made-up trick names and just <laughs> see if you get any complaints. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's the uh, that's the Ford, Ford 20 uh, Eagle. Uh, that's, the, that's the Ford 20 Eagle grip to Clapton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, mate, there'll be a lot more guessing in the skiing. Well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and catching up and finding what's what. 
if you want to get in touch with the Apre, you can on email. You can get us theapprepod at gmail.com. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, actually, Tim? Have they got a question for you or want to get in touch? Yes, absolutely. On the DMs, we are the Apre Pod on socials, or me personally, I am at Tim underscore Warwood. Uh, you are at Ollie P. Ollie EP. Yeah, I am. Which is Ollie just a EP. rubbish Twitter handle, but I, I am. Uh, also, worth noting that this podcast is completely free and we don't have money to bring you this podcast. You know, not we're not like we really Eurosport don't. or the BBC. We don't have that. We are recording this from the BBC, though. Shh, don't, using do their internet. Say, don't say that. <laughs> don't say. We are, though. They can't, they can't fire me now. They'll never get anybody in to cover me. It's too late. Who can who can spot a 1440 when it's all blurry? No one. The podcast is completely free, of course, you know, and we want to, you know, make sure... Of course it is. ...free for you to listen to, point of delivery. However, it's not free for us to make. It costs us a little bit of money. We don't make any money. So if you would like to support the podcast, bearing in mind we're going to be bringing you daily episodes throughout the Olympics and beyond, you will be getting more and more episodes, and there will be some guests longer than three seconds as well, I assure you of that. Uh, you can go to kofi.com that's ko-fi.com forward slash the pod and you can make a donation towards the podcast if you wish sorry i'm really tired ed lee's on the telly i've just spotted him out of my profiterole vision that's all right um, does he look does he look he's wearing tired? my coat as well he's wearing my coat <laughs> he looks absolutely shattered he looks like <laughs> oh my god you've got to go and re-watch this on iplayer ed lee looking like count dracula on um I'm going to show Ollie a picture through the webcam and see what he thinks. <laughs> That's not... That doesn't... <laughs> Looks like Count Dracula. It doesn't look like him at all. Oh, oh, it really doesn't look like him. No, absolutely. Just to back up what Ollie said, honestly, um, you don't have to support us if you don't want to. But for the cost of a cup of coffee, you could treat me and Ollie and every little help, said the woman who peed in the sea. And if uh, you don't want to support the podcast financially, that's absolutely fine. But give us a share. Whack it on your social medias. Perhaps you've got some skiers or snowboarder friends that you think would enjoy a little bit of snow chat. And of course, once the Olympics is over, we will be running a little bit more deeper into those white, fluffy, snowy holidays that we all used to enjoy. So, yeah. Like I said, give us a little share. That would be lovely. You go and get some sleep, man. You need it. Rest up and I will Thanks. catch up with you tomorrow morning for more yeah, Olympic nonsense. Goodbye, my love.